Hello, beautiful people. It is Angelica here. And oh, I'm excited to have you all here. There's lots of update on our end. So we just finished our last round of their coaching program. And so it's a six month program where they dive really deep into healing their mind, body and soul, but also stepping into their own gifts as healers. And we just loves that last month because you can really see that jump and that transformation from that first month when we started working with them. So just to inspire you with some other amazing stories, um, one of our beautiful healers, she came to us, no energy, no active self-care or practice that she had for herself. She already was in her own healing studies that was her main work um but just no boundaries right just constantly getting her energy zapped from her working 12 hour days and seeing her rise into month six is a new person literally a new person she's vibrant full of energy she's confident she's got these strong boundaries especially with relationships with people in her life i mean it's honestly incredible how strong her, her boundaries have become. It's just like, whoa, who is this beautiful woman coming forward? And her healing capabilities have just completely upgraded. I mean, sure, already was so intuitive, but because our work is so embedded in the chakras and she's done so much of that healing work and deep inner work to release a lot of the densities, now it's just awakening on a totally different level. Like her third eye and her intuitive abilities are just going off and it is amazing to see and yeah that is just one example of all, of all of our beauties so we're just so proud of them and we're gonna miss them but we're excited because they learned all the tools and now they're empowered to start their own thing so yeah sending them a lot of love and on another note what else are we doing here at soulful so and Wednesdays is one of the days that Rachel and I meet together. And one thing that we love to do together, and we used to do it more when I lived in Chicago with her, but now I live in LA. So we do virtual sessions and we did our Wednesday cacaos, which we always used to do when we first started meeting together. Um, we love cacao. If you're not familiar, it is ceremonial grade cacao, so chocolate, but um, from the plant cacao. And it comes from um, indigenous people who come from Guatemala, um, who cultivate this cacao and how they cultivate it. It brings in just unconditional love and it can spark creativity and we just love when we do it so we did a vision board for the year we don't care how cheesy that is we absolutely love doing it maybe rachel a little bit more than me um but now i'm sitting here in front of my screensaver looking at my vision board i'm so excited for this year and rachel and i both are and we kind of had a whole day of just vision setting and then rooting back into our intention. You know, we each have personal intentions that we want for our community. And then what does that look like marrying those two together for Soulful? And wow, we have lots coming up for you. Just to give kind of a sneak preak, a sneak preak, kind of give you a sneak preview. Um, it's a lot for our Lightworker Society. It's something that we hold near and dear to our heart, our new and our full moon ceremonies, because that's when we get face to face with our full community and can really see the totality of everyone who's in there and how unique and different ages and um, faces and races where everyone comes from. And we see how we're all one. We see how we are all going through similar shit in some way, shape or form and how we can unite with the healing power of Ayurveda and other spiritual techniques that we love infusing and just embodying our authenticity. It's it's so wonderful. So Rachel and I have a lot of fun things to add to the community, um, especially for all of our community who's in Europe or India in different time zones. We're going to be offering lots of new opportunities for you so that you can interact and get in on our new and full moon and our live sessions and all that type of stuff. So hang tight. It's all in the works and we're just really excited to get all of that stuff going. And yeah, so now on that note, we started our another round of transformation program and it's, it's so funny, you know, seeing the back to back of those who just finished the month six and those who are coming into month one, it's just it's so endearing and it's, it's, 
we love watching transformations. I mean, it, we really attribute that to both of our moons are in Scorpio, Rachel and I, and Scorpio is just the heart of transformation. It's really, and almost craving it too, we, Rachel and I find. Like we love just completely upheaving our feelings and transforming them into new realities. And yeah, on that note, <laughs> um, another round of the transformation program and we're, we're excited for it. So yeah, this episode, I'm, I'm really excited to dig into. So in our wellness community in Chicago, we're always looking to grow it. We're always looking to find um, new women we can connect with. And Jack Gould was nothing short of the perfect connection for us. Um, Jack Gould is a life coach and she empowers women and specifically is just so amazing at just embodying pure self-love and you're going to hear in this episode jack talks about her experience um and her spiritual awakening what really set her off on this healing path and her whole journey with that what techniques she started to use that really transformed her and we talk a lot about different mindsets and what i really loved is just her real down-to-earth perspective of course i asked her what her astrology signs were after that because she was just she was speaking to my soul and I could feel her passion so clearly. And I know that that was, um, that's definitely a Scorpio thing. So I knew she had that in her chart somewhere. Um, and yeah, she's just a really inspiring person to hear from. Um, she talks with such clarity and conviction. It's, it's inspiring. And I'm really excited for you to get to hear some of her magic today, some of her story, her wonderful words of ambition that she has and the visions that she holds for women from here on out and how we can be on this constant quest of self-love. I mean, the best part about what she does is that she embodies it. So she knows that she's going to be also going through these fluctuations, these highs and the lows, you know, especially in 2021. Rachel and I have been saying this, that it's gonna feel like highs and lows for a bit like when you're especially when you're still continuing doing the healing you're gonna have these highs and like oh my god this is amazing when you feel those lows don't be discouraged don't think that they're happening as oh shoot I guess I'm not actually progressing life is not linear it's not meant to be a just straight upward battle or upward hill to success it looks um groovy and so ride the grooves and in those grooves is your portal to um higher states of consciousness. That's when you can release the densities so you can really make sure that you've been with them, you've felt them, you've seen them, and you can release them and step into your purpose. And that is all what we talk about today on the podcast. So um, without further ado, grab your cup of tea, sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Soulful Veda's podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal and balances in the mind, body, and spirit. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Woke Woman. It is Angelica here, and I'm so excited to have our special friend, um, Jack Gould, on the podcast today. So welcome to the podcast, Jack. Thank you so much. I love The Woke Woman. Like That name is just so good. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good. Um, okay, so we usually start all of our podcasts just jumping right into it, um, and we would love to hear from you. Where do you feel like your spiritual journey or awakening really began? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so a little background, I guess, on me, because it leads up to answering your question. I uh, battled the eating disorder all throughout high school and college, and um you know, when I was in high school, I was restricting and I was, you know, to society standards, beautiful. Like I didn't look sick. I was just tall and skinny and I knew how to hide behind a smile. And so nobody really said anything. So I was able to deny to myself that like I had a problem. Um, and then I got to college and it flipped and I was binging and it hit rock bottom when I was a junior and I was failing out of NYU. Um, I was like not getting out of bed. It was really dark. And I woke up one morning and I literally had a moment where I looked at myself in the mirror. And it's funny as I'm telling you this, and as I always speak of this, like my eye, I close my eyes because 
to this day, I can't tell you what I looked like. Like the, the image was so not clear. And I said to myself, if you don't ask for help right now, you, there's no point in living. Like you're not living. And that is the day I asked for help. And it's the day that I never looked back. Mind you, like it took me years, obviously, to like get to the place I am at today. And it, we're constantly growing and evolving and working and um, awakening. But I would say it started when I was a junior in college, slowly but surely. I don't even think I knew that it was like a spiritual awakening back then, you know? Um, but that was definitely the first step that I took. Wow. That is so profound just to have that moment with yourself where you kind of, you just connect to the deepest part of yourself. And it's actually really interesting. I feel like a lot of us who become healers, our first way into this world is really understanding the connection between our mind and our body and how that all works, because then we become masters of it and we can, we can lead by example. And then we can also share how others can find that mind body connection. So I'd love to hear from you. What does that mind body connection look and feel like for you? Oh, it's different every day. Are you kidding? (laughs) Um, But it's a lot of like trust, I would say. I would say when I'm out of alignment, like when I'm not connected, I am unable to trust. Um, Trust my body, trust my mind, trust my decisions. And so what I would, what I do or what I hope to do um, for myself each day is to um, do at least something that's going to connect all parts of me. So be that journaling or breath work or meditation um, or going for a walk or singing or cooking, you know, like just doing the things that bring me back to me um, is really how I think I maintain some sort of mind-body connection through different practices. I love that. And yeah, we feel similar here at SoFla. I mean, our, our main modality is Ayurveda and it's through the body and it's the practices that create it, but it's really through deep embodying where you just kind of become one with those practices where it just it naturally flows through you and it becomes a part of you, which I'm sure you're like, yeah, I don't really know. Cause like that happens so naturally to me right now. I, in every moment I'm connecting my mind to my body. So it's hard to see it as like separate. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, uh, recently I've developed a skill around like physical touch, kind of like tactile feedback. I was realizing how how often my body, my physical body would be in a space and my mind would be in a completely separate space. Um, and without judgment, you know, I just was like, wow, that happens a lot. Like, are you kidding? I'm so often not in the same space. And so I've started to like tap, tap, tap. You know, like I'll tap on my knee or like maybe I'll tap on my hand or like what that does is just alert. It, it, it like reestablishes that connection. I'm like, oh, no, no. Okay, I'm back here. Let's go. We're here um, in the now, in the moment. And so it, it does it does become second nature, I think, as far as what I need in the moment. You know, like I'm able to say like, okay, the listening at this point is the conversation I have with myself is loud enough. I'm able to listen. I'm able to say, okay, in this moment I want to write in this moment. I just kind of want to lay in this moment. I just need to breathe. You know, like I can hear that. Um, but where I'm growing now, I think is, is in that mindful awareness stage of how often the two parts are in different spaces. I love that. Cause it's really merging the present body and, and like the here and the now. So I, I love that kind of distinction between oh, my body feels like it's somewhere else, but my mind is in another place. Because I feel like that also even comes back to you in your own story when you were looking in the mirror and you're like, I don't recognize that, right? Like it was such a lack of connection between of like where I feel in my body, which I've totally experienced as well in my own healing journey. And I'd love to hear from you, what was some of the most transformational parts like where you saw like, wow, there's like such a huge shift that happened. And maybe it's more so that you recognize in the hindsight, but for our listeners to get inspired by what were some of your biggest transformations? Honestly, I had one recently, I think because of quarantine. A lot of us obviously were forced to look at our shadows. You know, we weren't busy, busy, busy running around all the time. And so the things that we thought we were over I put that in quotes, (laughs) things we thought we were over came like right back. And so I, 
um, I thought that I had gotten over all of my um, body image shadows. And I realized like in March, I went, I stayed at my parents' house for months. I I live in Chicago um, with my husband, but you know, when the shelter in place order was put put out, we were like, you know what, let's just go to the burbs because we have two dogs. It would be nice to have space. We'll just go for a few days. Um, and we went and we never left. And so I ended up in my own childhood bedroom. Um, my parents were doing work on their house. So like I had to like go through the room and organize things. And I found all these old journals that I had and not like journals that I have now where I'm brain dumping and not looking back, but like journals where I just obliterated myself, or I'm sorry, where I just went after myself negatively, where the self-hate and the criticism was like so um, loud and mean and nasty. And I recorded my weight every day and I did all of those triggering things. Um, And I just had these moments like flush back into my mind. Um, Like it felt like I was underwater. And I, and I, um, all of a sudden was like, did I relapse? Like, wait, what is this? What, where am I? Like, I don't, all these things that I thought I was over, I'm so not over. Why are they here? Why is this so strong? Why is this so loud? And, um, I did a lot of work in the beginning, um, around myself and body image again and cutting those cords and, and not in my body today, not in like 29 year old Jack, but like going back to my inner child and like sort of finding the root of where it came from. And, you know, the trauma that I had around that and needing to be something that I'm not and fitting myself into this box and the moments, the first moments that I felt unworthy. And like, I've just seen such a dramatic shift since March to now where like, I swear to you, um, I don't, I mean, I have bad days, of course, Uh, of course I have bad days. And there are moments where I look in the mirror and I'm like, no. Um, but I really don't land on any of those shaming thoughts at all anymore. And I, and I I'll hear them. I'll, I'll acknowledge them, but like, I don't land. And that had never happened to me before. You know, it's, I never, I kind of thought I was at the point where like, okay, you live with this. It's sort of just like what you carry forever, you know, like just accept it. It's always going to be there. You're okay that you're not engaging in the behaviors. And I realize now, like, that's not it. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be as loud. It doesn't have to feel as heavy. And I owe that, I think, to just like the work and the consistency of um, the practices that I use and and my commitment to feeling connected to myself. Um, and so, like, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but like this tran- this recent transformation, I would say, you know, what is just wild to me. It's crazy that I've gotten to this point, and um, you know, I'm no different than anybody. I'm no different than you. I'm no different than anyone listening. Like I just made a choice and I didn't stop. I never looked back and it is possible. You know, it is possible to detach from the things that weigh heavy on your heart and you can put them down. So long-winded, yeah. but. <laughs> I I love so many things about that answer. And specifically, I love you saying how you have your own techniques that I want to get into later, but you brought something up that was really profound. And I think a lot of our listeners have been on their spiritual journey for a while and they can relate that it's like, it gets to a point where I feel like when you start your spiritual journey in this quest and you start awakening and you start feeling good and you think it's going to be linear and we think that like, oh, I'm healed, quote unquote, and then it's done. And then it comes back and you're like, oh my God, that's terrifyingly ugly. I haven't looked at that in years. And I actually so relate to what you said because I went home to my parents' house, my childhood bedroom, and I felt the same exact thing. And I was dealing with these old traumas. I was like, oh God, I don't want this. (laughs) Like, you know, like, but it was so profound that, and I think like COVID as a whole that has done this in its own special way, it's brought out anything that was a shadow completely to light. So I saw it as literally going home to like clean up anything that was in the dust that was left that I wasn't seeing and looking in the face needed to be brought to the light. Mm -hmm. And yeah, totally. I agree. Go ahead. No, I was just going to completely agree with you. I think sometimes the darkness has to be brought to light in order for you to find yours. You know, like I totally agree with everything that you just said completely. Yeah. And it's so cool how each person during COVID has kind of experienced that transformation on a different level, but it's like 
you had one option. It was either to transform or to evolve. And I'm laughing because my teacher from India says, evolve or get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and totally. I feel like that was the option in 2020. It was like evolve or get out. There was no other option. And Totally. It's like what you're not changing, you're choosing, you know, and, and you constantly have a choice to choose yourself. And um, I said to people like at the beginning of quarantine, I, I did an entire month where I like made all my services free because I was like, I'm not letting anyone not ask for help because of the fear of a dollar sign. Like I refuse. That's not why I started YIB. That's not why I became a coach. Like, um, and I remember saying so many times to people like, I'm right there with you. Okay, first and foremost. And second, those of us who are willing to lean in to the fear, lean into the the sadness, the anger, whatever's coming up, those of us who are willing to lean in are going to come out of this even that much more evolved, even that much more okay. You know, like we have to lean in. That's all that we can do. Yeah, it's all about feeling the discomfort. I think my favorite person, Michael Singer in The Untethered Soul, who describes that as of feeling the feeling. And he gives like such a great step-by-step for that. I refer to that book all the time because it's such a foundational guide point towards that. Like you have to feel your emotions in order for it to release and dissipate. And that doesn't solve the issue, but it does on that subtle level on that energetic level so then you can look back at that situation from a higher perspective and meet it with love and compassion because when you meet it with that trigger and that charge of that denser emotion it's never going to heal you're just going to get caught in that loop cycle so yeah I, I love that you are able to like and especially now seeing the the difference you're like well I know I totally have claimed and owned my shame and met her with complete compassion and love. And that's just, that's not a thing anymore. I don't have to think about. And I think that it's amazing that not, like having those, those points and seeing such that stark contrast is, is everything because 10 years from now, you're going to say the same things that you're working on now and you're hearing. I, I don't even know what they are anymore. Yeah. I mean, self-acceptance to me is like the foundation of self-love of anything, right? Like, we have to take it moment by moment. That's kind of what I believe self-acceptance is. It's like the moment-to-moment experience with ourselves. So it's embracing the reality without judgment or critique. So if in the moment you have fears, okay, I have fears. If in the moment you have anger, okay, I have anger. Um, but it's releasing the self-judgment around what comes up because that you even said it too. It's not linear. Healing is not linear. And I've, I, I felt it, I feel it in waves, but it's been helpful for me to sort of just work with this. I guess you can call it a mantra of like, you know, I am what I am and this is just where I am in this moment and it is what it is. And I'm going to meet myself here and I'm not going to force it. I'm going to do less. I'm just going to accept myself a little harder because the second you hear these feelings and you acknowledge them, like you said, and like Michael says, like they dissipate, they start to. Totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of healers too, and any, I mean, truly where we, we think about this energy is um, like, it's just that inner critic voice and it comes up a lot. And I, I was talking with a client today about that too, of like, it's just constant need of like perfectionism and like needing to be the best at anything, which I think our Western culture is just um, glamorizes in its own way. And it's really analyzing that inner voice and seeing it and, and being accepting of it at all costs um, yeah. is where healing begins. Totally. I mean, for me too, it's like, I mean, I'm not, you're, we had this scheduled for a couple of days ago and I woke up that morning and I was like, I'm not good. <laughs> like, I'm not okay today. And it's okay that I'm not okay today. And I'm going to give myself what I need. And I'm not going to try and force myself into this because, you know, that's ultimately what's going to keep me here. If I can just honor this and hear this and be okay with it, it doesn't mean I failed. It doesn't mean I'm not productive or successful. It just means this is where I am in this moment and I need to take care of myself. And I got out of it, you know, like I flushed it out. I took a nap, like I reconnected and here we are. But I think we have this stigma that we have to sort of push through in order to be what we want to be or talk to who we want to talk to. And it's like, that's not it. It's just not it. 
Totally. And and you, that's such an act of embodiment too, where you're living and breathing what you preach and what you've learned. And it's now just become part of your practice. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear what was that transition phase like, or that maybe there was a moment or a couple moments when you knew, okay, this is becoming part of my purpose. I feel the calling to lead others um, in this same way that I've healed myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, going back to when I asked for help that day when I was a junior in college, I ended up going to an outpatient program and I got really amazing clinical help. Um, you know, I'll say it till the day I die. These therapists, they gave me my life back, you know, or they taught me how to take my life back. Um, but I would leave that therapeutic setting and I would still feel really alone. Like I felt like there was a missing piece. When I'd walk out of that clinical setting, it was like, okay, now what? Like, I, I mean, I'm learning all of this stuff about me that's invaluable, of course, but like, I need someone there who's going to sort of be able to hold my hand and look me in the eye and be like, girl, we got this. Like, let's implement this into your life. Let's make it happen. Let's really make a change and a shift. Because for me, my big transformation happened when I like owned my shit. Sorry, can I swear? My shit. Um, and turned it around, you know, like I had to take responsibility for the part that I had played. And I did that. I was doing it, but I was like, I, I need, I need someone like I need, I need a confidant. I need an extra level of support and an extra level of accountability. And I know that if I had had that, I probably wouldn't have struggled for as long, um, or as hard. And so fast forward, um, I was a drama major at NYU. And when I graduated college, I wanted nothing to do with performing anymore because it just, got beat out of me. Um, and I thought I maybe wanted to be an agent and I did that and it was too corporate. And throughout this time of like trying on different careers for size, I was continuing to dive deeper into myself and, um, you know, through different healing modalities. And the more conscious I became, um, the more evident it became to me that my purpose, you know, my struggle was my purpose. That mess was like ultimately what was going to help me help others. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to be that person, you know? And I mean, granted I modeled first, I got scouted to model. And, um, it was around the time that, you know, it was becoming an actual thing finally to be a woman and, you know, own your body and, um, feel comfortable in your skin. And I knew what it was like to not feel any of that for so long. So when I got scouted, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And this is how I'm going to work with people. I'm going to inspire one girl a day to feel comfortable in her skin. Um, and I did that. And for about a year, I, I think it's like a year mark thing for me. Um, I did it for a year and, um, it just wasn't it still, it wasn't fulfilling me. It was closer. Sure. Um, because I was able to accept myself in it, but it wasn't it. And I had a really incredible conversation with my Grammy, who is my person. She, um, I, I left set one day and we were just talking and she was like, what's up? And I was like, I just feel lost. I feel, you know, like I'm not making an impact. I'm not doing what I want to do. And she was like, well, what is that? What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to, you know, I want to, I, I want to be the person that I needed. Like I want to inspire girls a day to shift from self-hate into self-love. And she was like, okay, well, why? And I had never been asked why before. And I was kind of a taken aback. I was like, um, but then all of a sudden it just clicked. And I was like, because I want to bridge the gap. I I want to be that extra level of support and accountability. I want to be able to shift the attitude of somebody's mind and the way that they think and feel about themselves. Like I want to be who I needed. And she was like, Jack, you just lit up. Like you have to do that. Are you kidding? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And like went home that night and researched, you know, first my first cert program ever and like signed up and did it a year long one in four months. And I just like really never looked back. You know, I, now I'm four times certified and it's just like the journey has been insane, but it's, it's like when she passed away, I vowed to forever ask people their why, because knowing my why changed my life. And now I'm able to be that person, you know, like I am, I I am that person. I've, I've become the person that I needed. And, um, it's just incredible. 
truly it's like it is it's a dream come true definitely I love hearing everyone's passion coming through and you're (laughs) strongly I'm kind of curious to know your if you know your sun moon or rising sign because oh my god so clearly so my <laughs> my coworker is gonna kill me because I literally she tells me every time and I don't remember I'm a Libra, um, but like I'm a cusp baby so like I'm a Libra and a Scorpio you know like I have so much of both but like what is my rising? Honestly, like sh- I don't know. Let me. That is totally okay. I actually was gonna say something of Scorpio because um I'm Moon and Scorpio and so is Rachel and Scorpio is one of the deepest signs because they feel things the deepest and like having be, having empath abilities I can definitely feel when people are just feeling yes. really deeply. So oh my god, I remember I'm a rising Sagittarius. Ah, love it. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> fire in you for sure Um, (laughs) okay I remember oh my god I mean I hope that's right I might have just lied we'll see um (laughs) no but no totally I I I am so um like a mix of so many things I feel like my rising or my all my all my signs really I speak very much from those places like it's I'm a, a textbook um rising sign like or which is the one listen I, this is embarrassing i have spiritual healing at yib and i'm i'm not good at this that's why someone else does it um wait tell me though which is the one that you people see you as or that you identify more as aren't so, there yes there are so your sun sign is basically like your identity it's it's just who you are and your rising sign um there's kind of without getting too much into it, because I just started um, studying astrology, so I'm pretty into it. Um, And by no means do you have to be an astrology scholar here at all. Um, So rising sign is, yes, how others perceive you, but um, in other astrologies, it's kind of like your guiding astrology sign. So it guides all the other ones. And so as Sagittarius is like, you're the knower of... you constantly want to seek the truth and you love to philosophize and you love adventure and, and that fire. So it can feel like maybe you're having your hands in, in all these pots and especially on the Scorpio side of it, like you can be feeling a lot of spectrum of emotions. So I think that's how you can be relating to, to all of that. Um, <laughs> um, but not, not to get too off topic, but I just love talking about astrology and I love hearing your passion come through is it's just so clear and, and you know, when you feel it and it, and it's, and you embody it. And I think that's, I love also having that you had your um, Grammy as your, you know, role model to, to look after too, and that she's always within you. And it's always those moments, right. Where it's that one question that, that really set it off. And I think the why is so important. I, I'm a huge Oprah fan and she says that was huge for her too. And something that she always asks all her writers before she does any show is what is your why and what is your intention? Because if you don't have one behind it, if it's just to get sales or numbers, like I'm not interested in that anymore. And that is really, I think the foundation of what a soul purpose is. It's how am I contributing to this earth? How am I contributing to my community? Like what am I actually bringing to the table? And can I peel back the ego mask? Can I cut through illusion? And so I can really cut through to the truth of the matter and and what really matters in my life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I, I have everyone answer their why in our first signature program. You know, like I always want to know your why and our why are, is always evolving in some way, shape or form as we evolve. So it's okay if it changes, but I just think that it's human to want, right? We're always going to want this or want that or want more. And unless we know why we want it. I don't think that it's, I mean, anything is possible, but I think that it's much harder to make it happen. Totally. Are you deeply interested in becoming an intuitive healer? Are you obsessed with chakras, spirituality, tarot cards, and you want to build a divine connection with your spirit guides? Well, my signature Reiki 1 and 2 certification course launches January 3rd. This is a four-week program to become an intuitive healer. You're going to learn my four-step process on how to strengthen your intuitive gifts by clearing your energy, learning what unique intuitive gifts are bestowed upon you, and how you can start sharing them with your community.
This is unlike any other Reiki program because not only are you clearing energetic blockages for your personal healing journey and being able to unlock your fullest potential, you're also going to have the resources and tools to learn how to start sharing your gifts immediately after the program. So you can actually start receiving compensation for your gifts and know exactly what kind of offerings you want to bring to the world. This is my signature program that I've been leading for over the past five years. I absolutely love seeing all the different types of healers that come into this program. They could be nurse practitioners, they could be licensed therapists, physical therapists, teachers, and it's so amazing seeing how each of the healers feel and experience this Reiki energy and express it in such a unique way. I've had lots of healers infuse this Reiki energy into their one-on-one sessions. I've had healers use them in their coaching programs and being able to teach and share the Reiki energy with others. There's so much in this program that I'm so excited for you to embody and step into your soul purpose. December 20th is the last day to sign up. So definitely, if you are interested, sign up with the link in the show notes. There's a payment plan option or an option to pay in full. And just for my sweet listeners, you can receive $111 off when you type in the code capital I am a healer. You will also receive a personalized goddess card reading from me when you sign up. I am so excited for you to step into the healer you were always meant to be. For more questions, you can email me at angelica at angelicarosenary.com. Now back to this episode. Yeah, it, it's a, it's like when you meditate, you have to have a focus. So when they're doing guided work, you have a mantra base, you you have to focus your mind onto that intention. Otherwise, we are born to stray away from it. So that makes total sense. I love that you bring an intention to it. What other techniques do you find to be most profound and healing for you and your clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I said, listen, anything that I bring to YIB or anything that I have a client do is not something I don't use myself. Um, it is all the tools that, you know, gave me or helped me find my light again. So, um, I really do pride myself on practicing what I preach. And, um, I would say like the main components of what I do with people and with myself is writing based. So journaling, um, journaling and affirmations and letter writing and just expression through words, taking a pen to paper and writing it out of your mind. Um, And we use breath work, like I said, so to drop you out of your mind and into your body. And um, yeah, it's like, it's a lot of mirror work. We use a ton of mirror work too. I find that to be just so effective. If I'm having a day where I'm pretty stuck in that like old story of my mind, I will literally get up and have a full-blown conversation with myself in the mirror. And it's just, people are like, but it's so weird. I'm like, of course it's weird. (laughs) Of course it's weird. But you can watch your face change. I swear to you. If you go in there having like this negative mind and you go in and you talk to yourself as if you were talking to someone that you loved, because we would never speak to people that we love the way that we speak to ourselves. If you speak to yourself the way that you would speak to someone you love, you will watch your face change. Wow. And so um, that and visualization, I mean, it's it's a toolbox. (laughs) It's a toolbox. But yeah. I love that. And I'm sure it also comes through an intuition. It's like, what does that person need in that moment? And then you begin to kind of go into your toolbox and you give them exactly what they need in that present moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always say like my job is not to force somebody into something they're not here for. Um, It's to meet you where you are. And like even last night and um, we have two levels of group coaching. One is reconnected. That's the first level. And then you can go into the graduate program, which is called 2.0. And I had a session of 2.0 last night and I was just reading the room and I was like, we are not, this is and it was a heavier emotional night. There were a lot of things coming up. And I was like, I'm going to go off book because why? Why would I sit here and force them into stuff that they're obviously not able to handle right now? Let's let's right. meet them where they are. And I think that, you know, that's what we have to do for ourselves too. We have to meet ourselves where we are in the moments that we feel heavier or darker. It's It's that acceptance. It's coming back to that acceptance. If we want to change or shift anything, we have to accept what is there in the present moment. Totally. Um, so. Do you ever find with your clients, there's some of them that have resistances to certain practices and not just because that's not for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but because of that, you know, limiting belief that's underneath it, for example, totally. if you have adversity to writing or even to looking in the mirror, I'd love to hear any of those examples and how you work through them. Yeah, I think um, the most resistance I get from people um, is breath work. And it's because the kind of breath work that I'm doing, it depends on the session and it depends on the intention, but some of it gets a little stressful, you know, like we're using techniques and cadences that are, are meant to stir up or unblock or unravel things that are within you. So people get really uncomfortable and that, that mindset of, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this. I can't do this comes in really loud. And if you don't meet that mindset with compassion, you're going to stay there and you're not going to do it. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. So the, the resistance that I'll get is people are like, well, I couldn't hold because we'll do some longer breath holds. And like, I couldn't do it. Like I needed to breathe. And it's like, your body is so smart. And the way that we're doing what we're doing, like you have more than enough oxygen. Like you don't need to breathe. You've just told yourself that you can't do it. So you're not going to do it. And so like I like to tell people, it's not for this applies to anything, breath work, journaling, mirror work, anything. If it's uncomfortable, if you feel you can't do it, it's not that you can't do it. It's just maybe that you haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. So to always just meet yourself where you are, say, it's okay if I can't do this right now in this moment, I'll come back to it. I'll try again. And, you know, not everything is for everyone. The tools that we teach, um, they're not meant, you're not meant to use every single one of them every single day. You might respond to one greater than the other and that's okay too, but give yourself a fair chance at least, I would say in any, in any sort of practice give yourself a fair chance and notice your thoughts. Like, are you being kind? Are you being supportive? Um, but that's probably where I see the most resistance is breath work. Yeah. And it's one of the most profound techniques. I mean, not only just using yoga, you can do it anywhere in life. I I said that that is the quickest way that you can change Mm because we're all energy, right? Everything about us is made up of energy. And so the breath is such a powerful technique where you can just transform from positive to negative energy and like mm-hmm. an instant with the snap of your fingers. Yeah. I'd love to you have the power in the moment to connect to the, like the magnitude of what's in you and to completely change and alter your reality. Mm, I love that. I was actually, that reminded me when you were talking about breathing techniques, I think I was listening to a podcast where you were talking about the Wim Hof method. If I was referring to the same podcast. Um, well, I mean, it is, Wim Hof does do very similar techniques. I'm not trained in Wim Hof. I trained with XPT. Um, but it's similar. I mean, the ice and the, and the cold and the heat, like that is, that is a technique that the same, um, people who trained me use as well. It's, it's that like extreme stress to put your body in the stress Mm -hmm. to trust that you can be with that stress, right? Like that is never the goal. The goal is never to, I shouldn't even say the goal, the skill is not to beat the anxiety, to beat the stress, um, right. to beat the fear. It's to be with it. And through breath work, I think what you can ultimately learn and realize is that you really do have the power to be with any of these emotions that come up. Like you can do it. You can be with it. And, um, you know, the reason I ended up getting certified in breath work was because I went through two like major transformative breathing sessions. Um, and each time I came out of these longer holds, I was sobbing, crying and I went into them like completely in a great mood, like, you know, no resistance, but I'm not a resistant person. Um, and I was just open and I came out of them so deeply connected and like I had touched on things that I don't even think I knew were there. And it was just so healing. And, um, you know, naturally my career progressed and it just kind of made sense. My mentor was like, you really should get certified. And I was like, really? And then I was like, yeah. And I did it. And it makes just so much, I love to watch people have those same, those same aha moments, right. Or, or hit something where they're unblocking something that they've kind of pushed down or ignored. Um, but no, so, I mean, I'm not trained in Wim Hof. I don't know. Maybe I was talking about it though. I might have have misheard a thing because I'm always interested in learning how people, it's all the same thing in in my book, but I'm always interested in like the different ways that people are trained in it. Did you say it was XPT? 
Yes, XPT. It's Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. Um, they're actually based in Malibu. And they started this extreme performance training. So it's all about, like I said, learning to adapt in extreme conditions and and training for it all. And then being able to be with whatever comes up while it's happening and showing yourself that like you are extremely capable of anything that you want to be capable of. Um, And it's like, how empowering is that? That like, if you can put the external pressure on your physical body, I mean, it's the same thing if you were to do a yoga class or a really strenuous workout, it's, you're proving to yourself, you're flexing that muscle of trust that I can trust that my body is beyond um, unbelievable than what I can really even perceive in this 3D realm that we have that, and then once you build that trust muscle, it's like game over because then you get to see where else in my life am I playing it small? Where else in my life can I totally go outside of my comfort zone and create pure magic? Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. (laughs) Completely agree. Um, So talking more about your clients and, you know, what's been coming up in 2021, I, I love always talking about what the collective is feeling. So have you noticed any patterns that your clients are going through um, to start off this year? So my new clients are really coming in hot. Like everyone wants to make a freaking change, which I love. Um, People are like, something's not working. I'm ready to go. Like, let's do this. Um, And it really just does range. You know, it's not feeling fulfilled or feeling lost or feeling like they're done feeling unworthy. Like I want to get unstuck and stay unstuck kind of mentality. Um, but for my clients who I started working with before 2021, I would say what they're battling right now is similar to what I'm even battling. You know, it's like, it's getting to the point where you are very aware of your patterns and the things that you do. And you have the practices and the tools to help you get through those days, but it's the acceptance part right? It's the, it's the self-acceptance part of I'm still going to have bad days. Like there's nothing that I can do to avoid the inevitable. I'm still going to have bad days. Um, and so it's like, they're kind of in this whole, now I just have to meet myself where I am stage. Um, and it's really beautiful to watch. Honestly, it's like, not that I want anyone to ever struggle, but I'm like happy that they are having to flex that trust muscle and to trust that you know, it's, it's not about the bad day. It's that they're able to recover so much faster than they ever would have before. And it's because of these tools that they now have. And it's because of this connection that they've developed with themselves and their spirit or what I call the inner babe. Um, so it does feel collective though. I would say this, like this desire to, um, finally accept themselves no matter what comes up. I love that. It's so true. And I, a big message I got in the beginning of the year was that we're going through a lot of fluctuations. And so especially anyone's healing journey, it's like it goes up and then it goes down it goes up and goes down. And because we've experienced those highs, we think that, well, shoot, I should have been there the whole time. Like, why am I down here now? I don't get that. And it's like, no, that's not what it's about. Because if you look at that sub base level that we were talking about in the beginning, compared to now, it's like, catastrophic it's it's monumental and it's only going to keep on going up from there where you find that like subliminal bliss level where it's like oh that happened like shake that off like I've I know I've done the inner work for that too and it's almost sometimes with certain things I think maybe you can relate to this is like you almost get excited you're like oh that triggered me like <laughs> that's kind of funny and like oh i can do some work around this and of course like if it's something that was like deeply wounded that i've never looked at that's not my reaction by any means right right, but right. when you have done the work and it is it's pretty cool to see that reaction yeah no and um you know when i feel when anything outside of me is out of control like the my immediate default is to go and attack my body image because it's safe. It's comfortable. I've been there a million times before. I know what that looks like and feels like. And so it's like my subconscious immediately goes back into this old story. And the way that we speak to ourselves ultimately then reflects the way that we see ourselves. And um, this happened recently. It just reminded me of like a time where I was able to be like, oh my God, whoa. Um, but when I was in LA, I, like I said, I 
spend six months in LA, or I said that before we started, but six months in LA and, um, I was planning to be there much longer and we had to unfortunately leave early. And before we left to come back to Chicago, I was like, things were so out of control. Like, I didn't know where I was going when I was leaving where, you know, like it was just really messy. And I had been feeling amazing. Like I said, and especially in LA, like just like really in my body and really just home and connected. And all of a sudden, like I started feeling like shit, like I was so cloudy. I couldn't see myself clearly. I was attacking my body. I was like just really mean and picking myself apart. And I was sitting on the couch with my husband and he said, I said something like about my physical self. And he was like, Hey babe, like I, I don't want to upset you right now, but like, I just want you to know, like you're doing that thing that you do. And you told me to tell you when you're doing it. And I was like, what? Do you, what? And he was like, you're picking at your body. Like you don't, you haven't changed at all in the last two weeks. Like physically you look the exact same. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm doing that thing where like everything is out of control. And so I'm going at myself because it's a safe place for me to land. Um, and so it like made me, I like had this huge smile on my face. And he's like, why are you smiling? I'm like, cause like now I can release it. You know, like I'm not actually stuck here. Like I can actually move through this. Like I'm going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, trust me, if it's a new thing, like I'm dealing with new things recently too, as we all are constantly. Um, and like, that's not super fun to be, to be in, but I do know that there is the, the consistency and the commitment to you and prioritizing that self and the connection. Um, ultimately everything does grow stronger and stronger. And you do hit those new baselines and your recovery is just so much faster. Totally. And that's so beautiful. It's one of the reasons why I, I love the work that you do with your inner babe and just this, what you embody. And I know it's coming up more frequently in our culture to talk about women's body image and really embracing the woman and the divine feminine more and more. But the way that you embody it so uniquely is sharing that you're doing that work with beside them that it's like no I'm not completely healed from this like there's does that exist does do we want that to exist like I am embodying this and, and doing the work with you and and it, it just frees the space like it gives me a breath of fresh air of like oh wow okay I'm not alone here like we're all doing this together so I'd love to hear more on where do you feel like where do you see women in the future and where they start to this perception of our body image and how this transforms because it's basically an epidemic. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You just, first off, thank you for that because that, like I received that wholeheartedly that just brought tears to my eyes. That is always my ultimate goal is to just be me. And, and, um, you know, I always say like, there is no end. And I don't say that to be discouraging or bleak. Like, I say it because it's the truth. Like there is no end. You're never going to reach a point where you like never have to look at something or never have a bad day or never have work to do. But, you know, I believe if you continue to make the choice, like we're all on this forever journey, but on the forever journey, we have a forever choice and that's a choice to choose ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, if you recognize that, like there's nothing more empowering than that. And it's your choice. And so my hope I, for women in the future, if I have anything to do with it, we're all going to accept ourselves and we're all going to choose ourselves daily because it's a constant choice. We all have to play an active role. And um, I definitely at, at points in my career masked my own shit because I thought that I had to have it all together in order to do what I was doing. Um, and I realized how wrong that was because uh in October of 2019, I, uh, I mean, I battled with mental health my whole life, but I hadn't, I, I dipped really low. Like I woke up one day and I was just like, honestly, I didn't feel like I had been in that darkness since that day I asked for help my junior year of college. Like I was dark mm -hmm. and I was like, whoa, this came on fast why am I here? And it, and it was the first time in my life though, where I didn't fight it. I knew at that point, like, don't fight this, just accept it, be with it. You're going to be fine. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you'll be fine. And I didn't fight it. And, um, it took me, I would say like three days probably to say it out loud. Like I called my, I called Daniel first crying. I was like, I'm definitely depressed right now. And 
Then I started telling clients and, um, I was so scared to tell my clients, like just terrified that they were going to fire me or they didn't need me anymore. And, um, every single one of them looked at me and was just like, Jack, this is why we work with you. You're a human. You're, you're, you're normalizing the fact that like, this isn't not going to happen. Like this is going to happen still. That's not even, that's not the point. And I was like, oh my God, what? And from that point forward, I was like, I'm going to be honest about literally everything I feel because I know I'm not alone. And so I hope women in the future, like I said, if I have anything to do with it, we just normalize these conversations. We normalize the days that we feel like shit. We just accept ourselves and, and, and meet ourselves where we are and stop trying to fit ourselves into this one specific box. We're all different, but we're the same. And so to talk about these things normalizes it. It makes everybody feel less alone. And why would we want to feel alone? No one deserves to feel alone. Totally. So let's just wow. talk. Everyone, let's just let's just talk. Right. <laughs> let's all just talk and connect. <laughs> wow. That is that is so powerful. Like to me, that is like the strongest thing that you can do as as a coach or as a healer. And I think that's what really is changing this year is the fall of, so we, we saw last year, like there's the fall of all these systems, the fall of a lot of people who are in power. And I am more of like our industry. I'm seeing the fall of a lot of gurus, people who are self-proclaiming themselves to be put on this pedestal and we're giving away our power. But no, the healers who are going to come into who are going to have more of a voice in our world now are going to be the ones who are giving back the power to the people who are meeting you down on their level and telling you, Hey, I'm human. I'm in your human shell meat suit, just like how you are. And we are one in that way. And that is, yeah, I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I used to say like, I want to be the person who helps you get to the other side. You know, like I used to say, like, I've been there, I got to the other side and like, now let me help you get there. And like, yeah, of course I want to help you get to the other side, but like all I got to the other side and all my shit came with me. So it doesn't erase, you know, it's just like, you're going to, I'll help you get to the other side, but like, you're still going to have your stuff. We're just going to work with it, not against it. We're going to make it work for us, not against us. I love that so much. Amen. Um, so what other visions do you have for yourself or any intentions, manifestations that you have set for the rest of the year? That's a great question. Um, my ultimate goal has always been to reach as many people as I can and change the way that they think and feel about themselves. So my vision always is to grow, grow, grow YIB and spread the mission, um, and bridge the gap just like I, I wanted to from the get-go. And so th- with that, I have this um, vision and, and thing that I'm calling in called YIBU, which is YIB University, where I am able to train coaches in the YIB method to hopefully reach more people through more coaches. Um, that and, you know, just I, I we have our connection journal and it's really helping hundreds of women. Like it's amazing. And I just want it to keep spreading and, um, and I just want to stay healthy. I want my family and my, and the people that I love to stay healthy. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in snow right now. So maybe I manifest California again. I don't know, (laughs) but those are some professional and personal manifestations that I'm calling in, in this moment. (laughs) I love that so much. Yes. We need, the world needs more healers and, we definitely need to empower others that they have that power to do that too. I love all of those so much. Um, and I know our listeners are just going to enjoy this so, so much and have so much value in getting out of it and want to know how they can con- continue connecting with you and working with you. So where can our yeah. audience find you? Um, well, first off, I'm Jack Gould on Instagram, J-A-C-Q-G-O-U-L-D. DM me. I literally always answer. I don't care if I have a million DMs. I will answer you always. Um, DM me. We can talk there. Or you can find me at yournerbabe.com. You can schedule a free initial call. Um, and we'll Zoom for 15 minutes and connect face-to-face because that's so important. Um, and you can also find us on Yorner Babe at the Yorner Babe Instagram. And seriously, 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 for whoever's listening, I see you. 
and I hear you and I'm here to listen. So really don't stop and don't hesitate to reach out and know that you're not alone because you're not. And there is nothing that you have gone through or are going through that I haven't personally gone through, have a family member who hasn't gone through or have a client who hasn't gone through. There is nothing you can bring me that will shake me. And I would love nothing more than to support you. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is not the most nurturing thing that I've ever <laughs> Wow. You have just given you a big hug. <laughs> oh, it's like mama bear, mother love. <laughs> I love it. I can feel it from miles away. Um, I'll take it. So, so much. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful to have your wisdom, your experience, your empowerment. I love it all. We're so honored to have you in our podcast. So thank you. Thank for you for here. having me. It was an honor to be here. So um, I hope this is the first of many conversations. Ah, yes. Would love that. Um, beautiful. Well, you know where to find her, everyone. It was so lovely. Thank you for stopping in today. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Oh, if you've been loving these conversations, which we know you have, we have a special invitation for you to join us in our Ayurvedic mystic community, also known as the Lightworker Society. We created this community because on the spiritual path, sometimes it can be really freaking lonely and also really difficult to know what to do and to know which tools to use because there are so many out there. So this community is about truly embodying these practices and creating real soul-level connections with the other beautiful and badass human beings in this crew. So if this sounds like your jam, you can sign up at soulfulveda.com slash lightworkersociety and we will see you there.